Hello, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency, 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Jonathan Zox, co-founder at Go Reminders. Hope you enjoy it. Jonathan Zox, uh, co-founder at Go Reminders. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So we're here at uh, MicroConf in Las Vegas, and uh, we've both been on the uh, growth, growth session uh, for the last couple of days. Uh, we're conferenced out. Uh, how did you find it? It was really great. Uh, it was totally living up to my expectations, and uh, even the first night uh, after chatting with a bunch of other entrepreneurs in the SaaS space, uh, I just felt like, good, good enough. <laughs> I felt like I I've got my value. Enough. Yeah, after that first <laughs> opening reception of just chatting with a bunch of other entrepreneurs, it was just great. I was like, whatever else happens, uh, we're good. <laughs> Very yeah. happy with it. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, same. Just like, I thought, this is it. I've fa- finally found my tribe. Yep, yep, <laughs> totally. So, yeah, probably need to book for next year already. Definitely. Um, so, go reminders. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know how you got started in SaaS, what stage you're at, uh, and, and what go reminders is. Sure. So, my co-founder and I, <coughs> my co-founder and I, just felt the pain point from the customer point of view and from being technical and business-minded folks. We just thought about how much inefficiency. Uh, in terms of lost revenue, lost time, was happening from people not showing up to appointments. So there was one particular instance where my co-founder had an eye appointment that he booked a year earlier, and a couple days after the appointment was supposed to happen, he got a call, and they said, do you want to rebook your appointment that you missed? And it just drove us crazy that no one had alerted him ahead of time um, and how much lost time and money was on that hospital's, uh, you know, on the hospital side, and it just seemed so crazy. So initially, the thought was, you know, email reminders, so simple, so inexpensive, that would have been perfect for this situation. Um, so we planned for email reminders. Turned out most people wanted text reminders. Um, so at first we were sort of email and text, and now we've switched to text and email, and we've expanded. Uh, through the years about what kind of functionality and features based on you know what would make people's lives easier, what would save them as much time and energy and money and increase revenue uh, as we could uh, help them do. So yeah, so, so um, it's, it's all automated text and email appointment reminders with a bunch of extra functionality built around that. So um, business goes, enters their appointments, our system automatically reminds their their customers, clients, or anyone to show up or to be somewhere at a specific time. And then through the years, we've added things like message sequences, which allows certain reminders to go out at certain times, and then another message to go out at other times, confirmation functionality, a bunch of other powerful things like that. Yeah, but but, but we, we, we still keep it super simple, and that's our main focus, is just to make it as simple as possible for our customers to use it. And then if they need the powerful functionality, they'll eventually find that, they can turn it on and, 
and use it to its fullest extent. So uh, I had a quick look on your website and uh, you've listed out some really interesting use cases. Yes. Uh, so uh, I guess you know you created this thing and then you went out and you found that uh, it, it really worked well for particular types of businesses and now you're reflecting that in, in your website. Do you want to Tell us about some of those use cases. Yes, and this is my favorite part, just <laughs> learning about the different kinds of businesses that could use it. And some of the, some of the most interesting ones aren't even listed there yet. Uh, but, uh, but we have you know, a really wide range. Uh, I like to say we have everything from tattoo shops to financial advisors and everything in between and all around. So we, uh, you know, tattoo shops, lawyers, accountants, hair salons, nail salons, eyelash. We have places that, that do permanent makeup or hair tattooing for bald people. We have places that do uh, dumpster rentals. And so the pain point in that industry was that customers would rent it for a certain period of time. And beyond that period of time, they could keep it. They would just pay a, a per day fee, but they'd have to call the dumpster rental company to get it, them to pick it up. So what was happening is customers didn't realize that. They didn't remember they have to call. They just assumed it would be picked up. And then the dumpster rental company would finally follow up uh, or send them an invoice. And the customer would say, I thought you would automatically pick it up. <laughs> so, you know, using Go Reminders to remind their customers that their rental is coming to an end. They're, happy, they're welcome to keep it. But if they want them to, to pick it up, let us know has really saved them a ton of customer pain, a ton of complaints, bad reviews, all the things that, you know, you want to avoid with this really simple, affordable automated option. A few other businesses are uh, a parachute packing company that reminds uh, uh, skydivers to come get their parachute repacked every so often because you need to do it in order to stay uh, certified and, yeah. and stay in compliance. Um, another one is a, uh, a flight, an air, uh, like an, a pilot medical examiner who uh, reminds pilots uh, in the morning to come for random drug tests. Oh. And uh, things that I just had no idea these so they found you existed. They found yeah, yeah. So, so how are you going about marketing to such a diverse? Because there's there's like a dozen use cases on there alone. Yeah. So at first uh, we thought it would be used by by medical offices, um, but we found that it was difficult to get into medical offices because some of them had receptionists, so the receptionists would manually call. Mm. Some of them would have other practice management systems that we don't, we haven't hadn't integrated with. Uh, and it just seemed like maybe it wasn't the best fit. So we started advertising on Facebook and just to get people at first a free level and we, we saw a bunch of random businesses <laughs> using it. And so that's how we got it. And then, you know, now we've switched mostly uh, you know, away from Facebook ads, we do a little bit, a little bit of AdWords, and a lot of just organic traffic and referrals coming from existing users. Um, that that's what we're focusing on SEO. And so, do you think at some stage, you know, they'll a kind of eighty twenty will emerge where you'll you'll find that actually there's there's maybe two or three uh, particular verticals that this thing is, you you've absolutely nailed it for them, and then the rest is more of a, a, a nice to have and you know you'd probably go in the direction of making it more focused on some particular sectors or, or do you see it continuing to be quite broad? It's an open question. <laughs> I, I definitely see work it. Work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. I, I see it uh, both ways. I don't see us 
going in the direction of narrowing it so that only certain industries um, are what we focus on. Mm. But I do feel that there are certain industries that we might focus more energy on in terms of marketing to them because there might be more people in that space and that it might make sense to somehow make it very clear uh, that we are the perfect fit in their space. Um, But I'm not sure how we'll we'll end up going about that. But I definitely, I really enjoy keeping it broad um, and finding out about all these unique businesses. Yeah. So in terms of your pricing, it's... uh, very cost-effectively priced, should we say? I mean, yes. I look at it and say, "Wow, that's cheap." You know how? You know, and that it's inexpensive, not cheap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, but but that also creates a, a marketing problem, doesn't it? Because say for you know, the likes of Facebook advertising, Facebook's not getting any cheaper. Uh, yeah. You know, in terms of paid stuff, um, I just wondered whether uh, you know pricing was something that you were looking at, uh, whether you'd Find, found it hard to market uh, effectively given you know the the reasonable pricing yes um, definitely <laughs> if we were charging more we'd make more money <laughs> if everyone continued to pay us and that's just always the balance uh, I think you know for me thinking about pricing is just thinking about the value we provide yeah making sure that People are super happy with the with with the value that we provide. That's you know my I definitely don't want to get into a situation. It's not going to help anyone if we get into a situation where we're too expensive, and mm. we you know charge a lot more and get a fraction of the people using it. I'd like to find ways that as many people as possible, <coughs> pardon me, <clears throat> as many people as possible can use it. Yeah. Um, I also need to make sure that we are sustainable. So. Finding a balance uh, is is my goal. Uh, we are regularly thinking about pricing mm-hmm. in terms of how we can make sure that that we can build new features. We can maintain, you know, our, the the reviews. A lot of them mention how wonderful the support is. It takes time. Um, it takes time. It takes energy. So I want to make sure that we can. To, keep up at that level, um, providing the support, making sure that our our software is tested fully and working well and doesn't cause problems for businesses because then it's just shooting ourselves in our our feet. What's the the competition like in that space? Weird. (laughs) Um, There is a fair amount of competition, but... A lot. We all seem to differentiate ourselves in, in, in one way or another. Um, our main differentiator is just that it's so simple. It's really easy to get started. You start for the free trial. There's no credit card, and you just start using the software. There's no setup phase where you have to enter a bunch of things first. It's just you, you, you start entering in a, your first appointment in 10 seconds. Yeah. So... That's, you know, and then, and then on top of that, we have some custom features and some, uh, you know, advanced features that won't even show up at first. But yeah. if someone is looking for something advanced, they go to settings, it's like, oh, great, look at that. Checkbox, wonderful, now it's in my interface. First time you add a location, that location menu then shows up when you're creating an appointment. If you have zero locations, there's no location menu. Right. So we've built it that way. So you yeah. reduce the friction as much as possible for yeah. you know, new people onboarding. 
Yeah, so in <laughs> one way, it, you would think, okay, why don't we just put all that in the interface? If someone has a location, they just click plus and they add one right there. But we found that people get really overwhelmed and they just want to see what they, what is relevant to them. And especially as we added location, services, labels, uh, staff members, having all those things right when you yeah. get in there. Our main pitch is, yeah, is you enter the name and phone number, date and time of the appointment, and you're done. And uh, your settings will take over uh, in terms of when to remind the people. So the other competition, uh, some are focused on integrating with specific platforms. Mm. Some are focused on specific industries. Some are focused on on self-booking. So what I call self-booking, so Mm -hmm. clients booking appointments themselves. When we initially started, we got reports from our, our users saying that they had um, a bunch of goof-ups was the word they used, and I love it. Um, well, someone used um, a bunch of goof-ups in online booking platforms, and they, they specifically asked us, do you customers have to book the online? And we were like, no, and they can't, but we are just like, nope. Yeah. And they were like, great. I've had so many problems with other online booking things, like things that would take, you know, a haircut might take an hour for one person and an hour and a half for another person. And it's very hard to differentiate that when someone is self-booking. But if someone is talking to you or texting you to book, then you can you know that person and you can you know change that slot. Yeah. So so we're we're catering to that crowd. A lot of people who yeah. don't have computers. Um, and the and the competition is coming at it. You know some do it from within Google Calendar, some do it from within a desktop app. So it's a bunch of sort of uh, either industry or feature-based competition, but uh, it doesn't seem, when I look at other industries, it seems sort of a little more straightforward about the competition. Sure. Ours, you really have to look to Maybe be like, it's, what is uh, the difference? One of those markets still developing. I think so. Uh, the reason I ask is, you know, I was wondering what the kind of barriers to entry are, because it sounds like you've got some, some quite advanced things in there. Uh, which people would look for uh, who had tried maybe another system and didn't find you know the features they were looking for and I just wondered you know is there a big barrier to entry you know have you thought about how you develop uh, the moat or, or build the wall yeah. <laughs> um, the you mean the barrier to entry in terms of people moving to other competitors or uh, well yeah I guess there's two things I, I was ours. thinking about uh, competitors coming into your market, uh, but I guess perfectly justified is, you know, how easy or difficult it is to move from a competitor's solution to yours or vice versa. Yeah. I think that there's a built-in, you know, when you when you use a calendar, um, you're used to the interface. It's just a natural... You know, you want to keep using it. It's the way I do it. It's why I use the Apple Podcasts app instead of, you know, any of the other yeah. uh, podcast apps, even though it's terrible and it has bugs. And I hear all people talking about all these wonderful podcast apps. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I have all my podcasts in there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think it's, you know, sort of just a, a natural aspect. Um, in terms of new competitors starting, nothing I can do about it. And... It took me six years to get to this point where I feel like we're really, we really have, uh, you know, like a fingernail hold. (laughs) We're like just grasping on. So I'm not too worried about, about competitors sprouting up and, and eclipsing us. Mm. But, um, 
anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, and it just takes a lot of energy, you know, the idea of anything. Um, it's the same reason why I'm still doing this and not looking at someone else who's doing something that they're making, you know, they're, they're more successful than I am and, and saying, never mind, I'm going to drop my current thing, I'm going to do that. It's like, it'll take a lot of energy to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, you had this SaaS business going. Uh, I guess you haven't always been in SaaS. I have uh, not. So, you know, what did you do before SaaS and how did you transition or is that transition still going on? Sure, yeah. So I, uh, I have a consulting business, um, still have a consulting business. I've had that for 17 years. And it is, we do a bunch of services, uh, web dev shop mm. services. We do some IT consulting and um, some digital strategy and, and SEO. So essentially like web dev and SEO are our current mainstays. And um, I am still transitioning and I would say the consulting business, uh, there, there are great parts of each business. Yeah. Um, I am very interested in products and I hadn't been doing products with the consulting business. I'd only been consulting for, for other people's projects. And my hope is that I can continue. I have no interest in just leaving that, but I really like the model of a, an agency or consultancy that also builds its own products. Yeah, um, I mean, it's so, a very com common thing, right? Yeah, so I don't see any sort of uh, conflict with continuing that, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm about half and half focused on hmm. Go Reminders and my consultancy, um, and so that's where I am right now, and I'm sure it'll go back and forth yeah. uh, so as we continue. The interesting, having been in that situation myself, <laughs> I don't know the uh, the joy of that. How yeah. how do you manage with juggling the the two sides of it? You know, you've got service where you've got clients and demands, and you know you've got team, uh, and then you've got the, the product side, the SaaS product side. And, you know, they're they're very different. They kind of pull you in different directions. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's it's really about setting up a baseline. So. As long as the baseline for each business and all my clients are at a certain level, they're, they're stable, then inevitably I will get pulled off one thing to go to another. But that happens just between projects, yeah. not even between, yeah. you know, whether it's my internal project or two client projects. Yeah. So I think it's just being able to be, you know, have a flexible, adaptive mindset. And when things come up, be okay to, to switch focus. Um, not try to do too many things at once. I, I don't, when things are going, um, when I'm dealing with, oh, you know, it's really busy in one aspect of my business, uh, I just try to focus on that business. Mm. I don't, I, I think it would be deluding myself if I were to say, I could do everything, I could focus on, on all the projects at once, on, on SaaS product and clients mm. all at once, even when everything is going really f quickly. I have no interest in doing that also. I, yeah. I really like to be able to put my focus on something and then move on and put my focus on something else and then go back. Yeah. And so yeah. that's really it for me is just making sure that I'm not like take a deep breath when I get to the point where I feel like, wait, I'm doing this, but I need to do that. That moment is if I can take a deep breath, pause, move from one to the other is so much better than... Uh, yeah, just just a ton better than if I if I try to juggle all at once. 
Jonathan, that is fantastic. I really do appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time here in, in Las Vegas. Uh, it was great speaking with you. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jonathan. For more info on Go Reminders, please visit www.goreminders.com. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.